Welcome to the Ruby Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Rohn, and I have a great interview for you guys today with the head coach of North Smithfields High School boys soccer team, Coach Eric Kordakowski, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI sports-focused podcast where we will deep dive into our college, high school, and other sports programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Let's go. Welcome to the Rodeo Run Bag, episode 9. I have a great interview for you guys today with the head coach of North Smithfield's soccer team, Coach Eric Kordakowski. Great interview with Coach Kordakowski. A lot of fun talking to him. Him and I grew up together, so a lot of past things come up. It's a lot of fun talking to him about his career, how he got started. Crazy, crazy stuff. We used to be teammates back in the day, and now he's a great coach over at North Smithfield and just doing amazing things. And, you know, you guys will definitely enjoy today's episode. So I think we're going to do something a little bit different um, today with today's episode. Uh, I'm not going to do so much talking anymore, um, you know, until I start maybe doing some episodes with a co-host just to change up some, some things. And, uh, you know, just for you guys, itself, you guys yourself, some updates until I get some like real serious updates. I think in this episode with Eric, he really covers some updates of what's going on in the sports world, uh, in the sports world and what's going on with the soccer teams and how they're going to be playing. So I think this is a good episode just in general, you know, with him speaking about his career, but also just to get an understanding of what's actually happening and how the rules are changed and what's happening with those, you know, the fall sports of soccer and what's going on. So I think we're just going to, we're going to try something different for maybe the next few episodes. Um, just jumping right into the interviews for you guys. You don't have to listen to me talk anymore. If you guys would like to watch the interviews, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brody Runback, and look them up on YouTube, The Brody Runback, and you will find all episodes where you can watch them and see our guests um, on each episode. So I really appreciate you guys again. Um, you know, the listeners out there, again, we're really getting up there. It's crazy how fast it's been growing uh, with under a month of just being, like, you know, just over a month, I should say, of being released. We're under that two-month mark. So I really appreciate you, the listeners, uh, for being out there. And new announcement, which was made on Instagram as well, too, before we get into our interview, that every there will be two episodes every week going forward, Monday and Thursday. So pre- be prepared. New episodes coming out Monday and Thursday with interviews, updates, all that good stuff. But on today's podcast, we're going to go right into the interview. So here's Coach Kordakowski. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. On today's episode, I welcome on a special guest. He is North Smithfield's high school boys head soccer coach, and he is 2018 Coach of the Year, Coach Eric Kordakowski. Coach, how are you today? Oh, Jeff, man. Good to be on with you. Uh, you know, been a long time. Known you for... Oh, whew, long, long time. Probably too many years to, to admit to, but I'm glad to be on your show, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I know, former soccer teammates. Uh, we grew up yeah. together. It's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy world how everything works out. And glad to have you on. And, you know, your, your coaching career has definitely taken off, and you're doing great things up in North Smithfield. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. First, I got to ask, I always ask all my guests this, like, how are you doing during these COVID times, man? Um, it's been tough. I mean, you know, the way we ended last season, we, we lost in overtime in the, in the championship game with about three minutes left of the game. So, I mean, the goal has always been to get back. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And then all of a sudden something like this strikes and uh, it just lands us in the time of uncertainty. Um, 
so you just don't know what you know you don't you don't know if you're gonna have a chance to redeem yourself you look at you know your upcoming seniors and are they gonna get a chance to redeem themselves um so it's just been a huge time of uncertainty um my captains have been great getting the kids together and and really rallying around them and keeping hopes high i mean that's that's really what it is is just keeping everybody with high hopes and hopefully to get the season in so how does it like now when you deal with something like this i mean obviously it's the probably the most unusual thing because everyone I feel like everyone's dealing with this crazy thing but yeah. like how do you deal with like you know like getting you know the message out there that like keep working and like all that stuff how do you like reach out to the kids like were you able to do any like two days because I know when we played it was like August we started on the two days yeah. yeah so um so so something I started a few years ago was I actually picked my captains or, or the, I have the team pick the captains the year before so they learn how to become captains under the current captains and then once the season ends, the reins kind of get passed down to the new captain. So I have my captains picked all off season. So they did a great job. Um, I have constant communication. Um, they ran they ran captains practices pretty much three days a week from June up until just about the middle of August. Um, then when things got a little iffy, we didn't know what we were going to do. I think they dropped to, to two days a week. But um, they they were they were so committed to getting that thing up and running that um, I, I really was hands off. I didn't have to do much of them. That's how committed they were. That's awesome. So it's like having those coaches on the field already. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's crazy that those kids, those seniors, you know, they're willing to take that responsibility and it just shows their heart and dedication to get back to where they were last year. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I think that that drives into it, right? It's not like we, you know, we're a bottom of the barrel team and the motivation isn't there. Um, being where we've been at for the last couple of years, um, the kids know what it's like to come that close and uh, they're just willing to do whatever it takes to finally get over that last hump. So for them, these, you know, these captains this year, the thing was, let's come in, let's hit the ground running. We don't have to waste time getting up to speed. We can just go, go, go. Um, and they've done a tremendous job with that. That's really awesome. That's, that's really, that's great. And that's like amazing that you have those kids and those uh, captains oh, so, yeah. that are able to do that. So I'm yeah. so blessed. It's unbelievable. That's so cool. But Eric, before I want, you know, I want to jump back a little bit into your, you know, your soccer, you playing soccer. And then, you know, how'd you get into coaching? Like you, you played soccer all your life. You're a goalie. Yeah. And then how uh, yeah, I played, I was a goalie my entire life uh, from the time I could pretty much walk to, to my college days, could play a little bit there, um, you know, intramuros, men's leagues, anything you can think of. I got my hands into um, and then when I moved, you know, I, I went to the University of Tampa. When I graduated, I moved back home and decided I want to be a phys ed teacher. Yeah. So I, I started, um, I actually, right before I went back to school, I got a job coaching for one year freshman basketball at Stonington. And then I had to give it up because I went back to school. But when I was doing my student teaching in North Smithfield, um, I had just finished up my placement and they had a basketball position open. The head coach kind of walked out the door a week before tryouts. And uh, they had just hired Brandon DiPaolo, who's now our head coach, as the JV coach. So they kind of moved him up and said, hey, you know, we love what you do. You know the kids. Can we get you in here? So um, I took a job as that basketball coach for a year. And then that following summer, them knowing my background in soccer, they're like, hey, we got, we got the soccer job open. We're, it's pretty much yours if you want it. Wow. Um, we – you know, I presented them with my coaching philosophy and my practice plans and everything I had like that. Huge shout out to Coach Cobley, who, uh, <laughs> got, got, you know, I had a, I took a lot of stuff out of his books and stuff I had learned from him. But yeah, with that, um, 
it was a smooth transition into that. And, you know, took, took a year or two to kind of implant the kind of systems that I've wanted to do and get them out of the old model of how they were doing it before. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of the story how I'm at now. And I'm going, this is my sixth season doing that. So that's crazy. That's it goes by so fast. I didn't realize there was a six season. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's 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 wild. What what is your coaching philosophy, by the way? Uh, my coaching philosophy. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Jeff. That's one thing that's kind of changed over the years. Um, I think I came in with that old school mentality. You know, I watched my father coach my entire life, so I was very much regimented. Like, hey, it's my way or the highway. Um, all this stuff, and and then you know, we're dealing with a different generation of kids. So it's kind of evolved over that period of time. And, you know, so my philosophy now is I, I want to create the best players and people. So I, I'm fully aware that, um, you know, a lot of these kids, the, their sports careers end at the end of high school. So what can I do to get them ready to be better people in society? Um, so we, we just do a lot of stuff like team building, public speaking, um, just, you know, a lot of stuff you probably wouldn't see in the sports field, but just to get them as, as more well-rounded people, because at the end of the day, um, you know, to me, it's, yeah, I would love a kid to come back. Hey coach, I took everything I learned in soccer and now playing pro sports. And, you know, that's great for the one in a billion that that happens. But, uh, if I could see a kid in 10, 15 years, be like, Hey coach, you know, those life lessons that you taught me have really paid dividends. So that's really what we strive for. That's awesome. That's so cool. And public speaking is such an interesting one because I feel like I just remember being a kid in high school and I was like so afraid to even go yeah. to class and speak. Like, what do you do to make them do the public speaking? Like, get them well, so, so for even for like my captain, if you want to be a captain for my team, it's not, you know, it's not a popularity contest. You are required to get up in front of the team and deliver a speech of why, you know, your experiences, why you think you should be a captain, what makes a good captain. So it's just not, hey, uh, I'm a senior and I've been on the team for four years, so vote for me. It's, you know, and I tell them, right, it's very tough to lead. If you can't stand in front of your teammates and address them as, as teammates, how are you ever going to lead them? So it's just, um, it's really a wake-up thing for them, right? It's like, all right, it, there's more to being a captain than just, you know, the C on the chest or the armband. It's, mm. it's a responsibility. And for me, as you've heard, is I hold my captains at a very high esteem. They're pretty much assistant coaches, so – um, I need to rely on them um, for a lot of things. And so there's a very high vetted process to get through that. Um, we do a lot of, we do a lot of sit and talks. We do a lot of film breakdown where the players are responsible for breaking down not only themselves, but maybe one other teammate that I assigned to them. And when we do film breakdown, they got to get up in front of the room and kind of break down what's going on, the, the pros, the cons of the game and stuff like that. So we do a lot of that stuff. That's really cool. That's awesome. And that's great that you're able to, I think that's like great. First of all, for like the captains, you, it's not a popularity contest, like you said. Yeah, it's a you know speak of why and like how you can be a good leader and how well they speak, and as well as like the the film sessions and doing that as well with, with those kids is I think is absolutely amazing and kind of getting them pre prepping them for like criticism of themselves, right? Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. I think the you know in order for these kids to get better, they have to understand their mistakes that they're making and. At the end of the day, you know, especially in a long season, by October, they've tuned me out. <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> aware of it. Yeah. So sometimes it, is, sometimes it is their best friend that is playing center midfield with them saying, hey, you always do this. Why not try to look for something like that? And when, when they start getting it from their teammates and they can get up and speak to it and identify it, it, ju it just holds so much more value than me 
screaming at the top of my lungs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And saves your breath, too, and your voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah, for a game as well. Um, you know, and when you take over such, like, a program as North Smithfield, how did you, like, create this, like, culture and get, get these amazing playoff runs to both, to both championships? Yeah, like I said, I mean, it, it wasn't easy. I mean, my first year there, um, you know, being a goalie, I'm such a defensive-minded guy, you know, my, you know, my thing for soccer was let's build from the back forward. And, um, you know, when you're buying into somebody else's system, it's, hey, we've done this this way. This is the way we're going to do it. Right. So I was met with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of resistance the first year there. I think we only won two games. I think we tied nine games. Oh, wow. We were like two. It was, it was something crazy. Um, but one of the best things that happened that year is the year I took over, there was 16 seniors. Jesus. You know, and it's one of those things like, hey, you know, your first year coach, are you going to cut six, you know, are you going to cut kids that have been with the program for four years? And you're kind of like, oh, my hands are tied. Yeah. Um, but there were a great class of kids, but kind of losing those kids almost gave me the chance to start fresh a lot sooner than probably most coaches have the ability to do. Yeah. Um, so we were able to really start working that, that second year. And then all of a sudden that third year, um, things really started to put together all of a sudden we finished I think we finished fifth in this in the in division two that year lost in the playoffs and then um and then year four it was that freshman group that had started with me all of a sudden they're seniors now they've seen the system and that's when we put up the uh we went 13-1-1 and won the first division two title in school history um and made it all the way to the championship game and uh you know it was the first one we lost in overtime but um it, it was at that point in time where you start saying, okay, you know, we have something here. Yeah. And how do you come into like the next season, like motivated, like keep them motivated to like make that championship or was that on their own that they're motivated as well? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Right. So it, it's a little bit, the, the kids that are left, it's, Hey, we want to get back there. We know what it takes to get there. We want to get back. Um, and at the same time, it's, you, you got to find ways to motivate kids when you're winning. I, I think it's, Right. If you're losing all the time, it's hard to motivate. If you're winning all the time, I found it's tough to motivate because, you know, at the end of the day, I remember in that first championship run, we were doing so well. And it was kind of so unexpected that um, I remember it's probably like the third week of October. I finally just said, guys, you know, I got to apologize. Like, I'm so focused on what's ahead of us. Like, we, we never really stopped and acknowledged all the work and everything that we were putting in. So it's just kind of doing a little bit of both, right, letting the kids know, hey, we are accomplishing something phenomenal here. But at the same time, there's still work to be done. So it's a constant balancing act, really. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, but at the end of the day, the, kid, the kids have to be self-motivated because there's only so much I can say. There's only so much I can do. I mean, even last year going into the playoffs, I pulled all those thumbs. I was – I was burning newspapers from the previous championship game. We had a fire one night with all the old articles from the championship loss. And I brought out all the tools, everything I had. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it came down to the kids. And, and I, I'm lucky to be in a town like North Smithfield that, uh, you know, the, the kids are pretty internally motivated, at least in the program that I've, you know, we've created there. And so. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And you've done such a great job and you're lucky, like you said, you mentioned you're lucky to have the, the students, athletes that you have right now with everything. And, you know, how do they, like, feel with, like, the whole COVID and how you guys are working around that now with the season just beginning? Yeah, so, I mean, we're two days in. Spirits are pretty high. I think the general 
feeling is it's it's something right it, it's something a lot of these kids remember you know their spring sports getting canceled yeah. um you know they're seeing some of their friends some of their brothers like losing their last season so i think just being out there um is huge we're, we're going to take everything they give us we don't know i mean right we're, we're very realistic they could tell us tomorrow that you know a school had a breakout and the season's over yes. so um you know, we're just trying to take it one day at a time, enjoy everything that um, we have. I love being out there with the kids. The kids love being out there. Um, we have a great time. We're two days in, but um, spirits are high. I mean, when you taste, when you get so close, like I said, you know, I'll probably repeat myself a thousand times, but the kids are just so ready to go. It's crazy to see. I've never, I've never received a group of kids on day one of practice that are more ready to get a season going, just conditioning-wise, skill-wise, um, in my time there. It's crazy. That's awesome. That sounds like they're just, like, laser-focused. and Yeah. It's, yeah. And especially at this time, too, like, you like you could have said, like, you know, they could have been lazy, could have been, like, with all the COVID and stuff, yeah. but it sounds like they've just been motivated the whole time, like, staying with it and doing captain practices. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I think the biggest thing for me is the communication piece that I have with my captains and the relationship we've built. Um when Massachusetts kind of came out with their guidelines probably about a month ago, um, that was like the first thing of saying, okay, they're going to let soccer go, yeah. but there's all these rule changes. So let's not wait until the third week of September when they tell us those rule changes. So like my guys in August were practicing with masks on. Um, they weren't heading the ball for a while. They were trying to play all the Massachusetts rules because we really thought that's the way we were going to go. Yeah. Um, but when they went against that, I mean, it, it was great. But um, like I said, we like being prepared. We like being a step ahead of the competition. Um, so, yeah, my guy's been practicing since pretty much August with masks on. So it's kind of almost second nature at this point. Wow. Good for them, too, doing with a yeah. mask on with the heat. Yeah. I can't even handle it after walking. Yeah. So I can't imagine what they were feeling. Um, so, like, when they, you know, are you guys, do you guys, are you guys playing games with masks? Like, what's the consensus on that? Yeah, so it's full mask all the time. Uh, gameplay practice, it's it's masks. Um, they've implemented like a midway, I think at the 20 minute mark of each half, when the ball goes out of play, they're gonna do like a mask break so you can come off to the side, get water. Um, I'll be honest with you, it's if the mask route is the way we're going, it's, it's better that we're doing it in sep late September, October, November than August and yeah. early September. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you know, um, I'm not going to lie, in November, it's going to feel nice having one of those net gaiters up around my ears and my mask on. So, um, like I said, I told the kids the other day, and they got a kick out of it, but, it, but it's true. If, you know, if the state said that, you know, coaches had to wear dresses out there to get the kids to play soccer, then I would have been showing some leg, and we wouldn't have a dress on, and you know, it would have been a pretty sight with dresses on getting ready to go. I mean, as much as the kids need it, as much as the kids want to be out there, um, you know, they're all like sons to me. Some of these kids that, you know, I've seen grow up over four or five years that we, we want the best for them. You know, my whole coaching staff is the same way. We, we want the most for the kids. So that's awesome. That's, that's amazing yeah. too. And it's, it's funny how just coming from a coach's perspective as well too, like how like you get attached to these kids and like how much yeah. it's crazy watching them grow up and it's even crazier when they go off to college and like, they're like, man, I feel old because I feel like I just like, had four years. So you know, I still get, you know, I got coach, I got kids that I coached four years ago and they're like, Hey coach, I'm finally 21. Can, yeah. uh, can we go get a drink? <laughs> <laughs> I 
happens. I mean, I'm, it's I, unbelievable. Yeah, I was like Funny. at a wedding like uh, last year or two years ago, um, and my some of my former players were at that wedding. Like, yeah. wedding. I was like what is this going on? Of course, it happened when I, when I was bartending at the gym, or the last year I was there. That you know, the kids I had as freshmen at Stonington, all of a sudden they're coming in. I'm like, no way. Let me see your ID. They're like, coach, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah, I know. How'd you get in here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, no it's, way. It's so crazy. It's it's absolutely nuts. Um, but it's a wild thing. It's crazy, but it's great that you feel that way. And they're they're very lucky to have you, Eric. I know you personally and grew up with you. And you're just yeah. you're an, a great a great guy overall. Period. Just outside of the coaching world, <laughs> I appreciate. Can only imagine what it's like to have you as a coach in those. Yeah. Games. North Smithfield is very lucky to have you overall. I appreciate you saying that, man. Of course, of course. I I know you, man. You're 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 a great dude. So. Yeah. Well, we had we had a lot of good influences growing up. I think we were I think we were very lucky to play for you know some of our fathers that were around the sports. I mean, I mean your mother played a huge right. I mean, we I, I was around your mom going through school, and you know she was one of those people I always remember. Yeah. Um, so I think we're very lucky to have some good influences growing up. And like I said, Coach Colley is one of my biggest role models. I still call him. You know, every season, hey, coach, you know, I'm going through this. What would you suggest? Even for basketball, like, hey, you know, I, I run I run the monster defense up here in North Smithfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I appreciate all those nice things. And, you know, it's kind of a byproduct of what we grew up with and, you know, the community that we had down there. And like I said, our parents were so huge. And you yeah. know, having parents that were so active in our sports lives. Was, yeah, exactly. Your dad was one of my coaches. who's my golf yeah. coach, too. And he was yeah, just golf, – yeah. he helped me out big time. He told me to slow, slow down my swing and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I always think about that. I mean, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah, Coach Cobby's gotten a lot of love so far on this podcast from a few people. So like, <laughs> every time he's, he just, he's just one of those guys, man, that, you know – and uh, I, I say all the time, I said, you know, you know, Cobley is one of those guys that he could probably be coaching anywhere and be very successful, but he's such a loyal guy. Like he'll take his bumps and bruises in, in Wheeler and, and just look what he's done for that program. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I coached with him at Wheeler. It's, it's that's and, right. And what he's done for them is just like, they're so lucky. And, and a lot of the former players that I've spoken to are like, they, no coach would ever like, Make sure we have no. jerseys and make sure we're yep. always like we look professional and like exactly and, and that's the thing the, the you know those are the little things that I still remember and those are like the little things like um you know when I first started coaching basketball up in North Smithfield I was like hey no headbands they're like what do you mean no headbands I'm like no 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 headbands we're gonna wear the same sock colors and I was like oh my god I am Coach Cobley yeah yeah <laughs> you know but it's the little things like that that you don't think of it's you know hey when we when we show up to an away game we're all gonna be you know dressed professionally. We're going to look like a team, look the part, dress the part. And, you know, those are just little things that you don't understand that you're learning when you're growing up, but they just kind of stick with you. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's absolutely – and it, it's amazing. And it, it's awesome that I guess we're, like, disciples of Coach Godley. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. long as we get, get go on with our, our coaching careers and seasons and everything like that. But when is your, when is your first game for soccer as well, though? Um, you know? Right now, um, they've pushed us back to October 10th. Okay. Um, so one of the toughest things we're having, you know, you talk about motivation is we have three weeks of practice where we're literally not allowed to play any scrimmages, no games, no nothing until October 9th. Wow. So it's, you know, how, how do you get three weeks worth of practice out of kids and telling them, Hey, there's no, you know, 
we're three weeks away from real gameplay. So that's kind of the challenge we're going through right now. But yeah, so I mean, we're looking forward to it. I have it circled on the calendar. We're ready to go. That's awesome. Is it now? Is it conference? Or are you doing by area? So what they what they're doing, um, at least in Division Two, I think most of the divisions are doing this. Division Two, it kind of worked out perfectly where there's 16 teams, so they divide it into four regions. Yep. Um, you'll play every team in your region twice. Okay. So we so we have Lincoln, who we lost to in the state championship game last year. We get them twice. Oh wow! <laughs> Double the uh, and, then, <laughs> and then Burrville and Mount St. Charles. So that's our little that's our little region. So we play a home game and an away game versus every team. You get six games, right? So I mean, it's it's do or die time right from the start. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's difficult, and that's I mean, it's great they're able to work that out and able to get you guys to do that with those four things. Yeah. And what's your what's your outlook on the upcoming season? Um. I mean, we're, I think anything short of at least trying to get back to the championship game, I think I, I expect us to come out of the region. Um, we have a very strong freshman class that came in. Uh, it's my first year there that we've had over 30 kids try out for the team. I know that might not sound like a lot, but we're a very small school. To, so to have 30 kids try out yeah. um, is phenomenal. I haven't made cuts in five, six years now. Um <laughs> So when the AD called me and said, hey, we got 31 kids signed up, I was ecstatic. But, um, yeah, I, I think we run a – we have a good program. The kids are ready to play. Um, the kids that were there from last year are so motivated. I, I think we should be able to get out of our region. And then, you know, you got two games. Anything can happen in two games. It's soccer. Um, it's so crazy. You know, it's not like basketball where it's – you know, if you make a mistake, you know, you have time to make up for it. In soccer, usually one mistake will cost you the game. So, yeah, um, it's a lot more stressful than uh, than I find that basketball is. It's, it's 80 <laughs> minutes of pure just like nail chomping and it's a lot of pacing. Um, basketball, you don't really get that to, you know, the end of the game. But, yeah. Um, no, I, like I said, I, I hate being that guy that says, oh, yeah, we're going to get back there. We're going to be – because I know how hard it is to get back there. Yeah. Right, because every other every other team has the same mindset, right? It's the other three teams in my division, I'm sure, are saying, yeah, we're going to come out of this region. So, um, like I said, I, I think the winning pedigree helps. You know, these kids that I have have kind of been through it. They know what it takes to win. They know the commitment level that it takes. Um, so, with that stuff, yeah, I, I, th I think we'll come out of our region and we – put a strong game together and get to the championship game and then anything can happen from there that's right it's history right there that's it and yeah. if i lose if i lose if i get back there and lose a third time it might be done for coach k no definitely not I don't, know if I, could, I don't know if i could handle that again i know that's those are tough those are tough but you yeah. you'll get one don't worry about it. you're gonna get that i think this is the year Yes. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it any way I can get it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. We got I got two more questions for you, Eric. Yeah. And wrap it up. Uh so one, you are the J V and assistant varsity basketball coach. So so I uh, yeah, so I no longer do J V. I, I uh, a couple years ago, um oh. when I really started getting into the soccer season going from season to season was like crazy. Yeah. So I stepped out of the JV role and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a volunteer assistant now for the varsity level. I was like, yeah, if I'll come a couple, I, I'm literally there six days a week. Uh, you know, nothing's really changed except that I don't have to get on the bus to get to the JV game. Uh, that's good. <laughs> you can't. That's get literally all that shit. My wife makes fun of me all the time. She's like, I thought you were a volunteer. She's like, you're doing more now than you did before. Yeah. And I'm like, it works out that way, you know. You can't escape it. You can't escape it. No, you can't. Once you're in, you're in.
yeah it's... i joke around with the with brandon uh he's our head coach but um in our six years together we're going on year number seven he's had two of his like best friends from college have been assistant coaches for him yeah. they've both lasted like two years and have you know gone on to other things i'm like what's wrong here i said your best friends keep leaving but i keep sticking around <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a running joke with us yeah um, <laughs> but have you guys heard anything on the basketball season or like what's no i i mean they're kind of mum on it right i mean soccer we have a whole summer to make a decision and we just found out about two weeks ago um i'm not as hopeful as i was for the soccer season just because it's indoors yeah you know what they did with girls volleyball you know they pretty much pushed out girls volleyball just because it's indoors and that's yeah. not even a contact sport right i mean so now if you you're, you're saying basketball and it's inside and it's a contact sport um I, I don't see it happening without some type of vaccine i really don't um i, I think they'll push for all the outdoor outdoor stuff to get done but um as much as i would love and again same thing with right I, i'd never want to see a kid lose a season but yeah. i just don't see it happening inside i, I don't know yeah, it's a, it's a tough – it's a really iffy situation. Like yeah. I said, I didn't even think about it. Girls volleyball, they're not even playing. It's, yeah, right. So, I mean, you have – like I said, if soccer was an indoor sport right now, we wouldn't be playing. Yeah. Um, it's – you know, and that's what got girls volleyball. You figured, well, you know, when I heard girls volleyball, I was like, you got to be kidding me. They can't figure it out a way, like – like But no, it's, just, it's literally the fact that you're not outside, the air can't go anywhere that – it's too bad. It's, it sucks. I wish they maybe they could have done something outside with them too. Some like yeah, yeah, you know, a little beach volleyball, something, anything. You know, yeah, just right. give them a chance. Yeah, just have something. I feel bad. You know, that's one of the things I always say. People like, what are your thoughts? I'm like, you know, I, everyone. I just wish everyone gets a senior season. That's all it is. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine. Well, that's that's one of the toughest kids. I have a senior that you know we had some interest from a few schools, and he got invited to go a bunch of camps this summer, and uh, obviously they all get canceled. Yeah. And so now, you know, now the schools are reaching out saying, hey, we want to see the kid play live. And I'm like, I hope he can get to one of these five games because, you know, I, I don't know what we're going to get. And, you know, for a kid that, you know, people on the outside that look at sports are like, oh, you know, who cares? It's just sports. Like they'll live without it. I'm like, you know, this could be like a $130,000 decision for the kid, right? I mean, it's a full ride to a D1 school on the line for him. And uh, so I, I get frustrated sometimes when people are like, oh, you know, it's bigger than sports, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it is and it isn't, right? This yeah. isn't just sports. It's a livelihood thing yeah. for some of these guys. You know, you, you look at some of these schools and these kids, literally, they have nothing else going on. I mean, they go to school to play the sport. Yeah. Right? You know, I've heard so many stories of a senior that's a football player, football season and senior year, the kid never steps foot back inside the high school. Wow. That's great. And that's and it's a real tragedy, but, you know, that that is real life. So, yeah. um yeah, like you said, Jeff, I'm with you a thousand percent. It's I hate to see it taken away from the kids. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you kind of got to let the families decide on it. That's been my thing is if they allow it to happen, I'll be out there coaching. I'll take every protocol. Um, but, at, but at the end of the day, the kids and the families have to make the decision. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very true. And hopefully everything works out for everyone going down the line. Yeah. You know, uh, October, what, what's your first game? October what? October 10th. Is it home? Uh, I don't know. They haven't released the schedule. All right. All right. Well, if I got, I'll be, if, if it's not home, we'll be right down the street. Yeah. I'll be at one. <laughs> so I can't, I don't know if I'm, a, I don't know if there are a lot of fans in the stands, but I'll come. But I'll, I, I think we're allowing 200, you can have 250 people at the field. All between right. Both teams and 
So uh, we'll get you up to the game, man. It'll be fun to have you come up. Usually we get to play Wesley. This is my first year not playing Wesley, which is going to stink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always fun because, you know, Brian Williams and Johnny Sis, you know, we grew up together just as well. And uh, it's always great seeing them out there. And I have a great record against Wesley, which yeah, is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't lost in soccer, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, definitely have to make it up to a game. So that'd be awesome. All right, one last question. What would you think yeah. about – I know you're a huge Michael Jordan fan. What'd I you, am, man. What would you think about the documentary? Uh, I loved it. I mean, I loved every second. I think I've watched it two or three times since, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think one of the downfalls, and you're a big Jordan fan. I don't yeah, remember yeah, you yeah. Know, growing up. One of the downfalls of being so diehard is like, I knew nine out of the, you know, 99% of the stuff I had even read or seen some footage on it. You know, some of the behind the scenes stuff for the security guards was epic. You know, yeah. that, that stuff was great. Yeah. Um, you know, the security guard was playing with the quarters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't get enough of it. I, I mean, I could watch 30 more episodes of that stuff. It's, I, you know, the biggest thing for me was like my wife was watching it and she didn't know all this stuff. Like it's a lot of the stuff I knew, but she didn't know about it. And, uh, you know, we were watching that one scene where he kind of breaks down because they're like, you know, you were so hard on your teammates. Like it was something that you would take back. And he was just pretty much, no, because that's, you know, that's what I needed them to succeed. And my wife looked at me, she's like, you are him. Yeah, she's like you, you know, because I'm so competitive. But it's at the point where I'm competitive for the for the for the nature of either the game or, you know, to make sure that the kids are at the best that they can be. And uh, just kind of hearing him say that, and like like I said, my wife listening to her, she kind of just looked at me. She's like, I get it now, you know, I, I get it. It's it's, yeah, it's win at all costs, but for a purpose. So it's a Jordan mentality. I, like <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was so cool to like. I think it was so cool because my nephew is 15. So like yeah. he, he never really, he was like a big, he's a big LeBron, was a big LeBron guy. Is still a big yeah. LeBron guy. But he was like, I didn't realize how like tough Jordan was. And like, he was like, Jordan, like he would say like Jordan wasn't even in his top two. He's like, I, he's like, LeBron, yeah. LeBron and Jordan are my like goats. That's what he would say now. It's like, so it was crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, this is what I, we grew up with. Like, this is the guy that like, it was like, be, you want to be like him. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, the biggest thing, one of the other things is like that always stands out to me. And I always did that, you know, even before I saw the documentary was, you know, that 89, that, that series in like 89, 90 there against the Pistons where they got knocked out, right? You know, if that happens, today's NBA, it's, hey, I'm on the phone. Who's going to play with me? There's no way we can, be, we can get past Golden State without teaming up, right? Yeah. Where, you know, for Jordan, it was like, hey, if we got to hit the gym. Yeah. Let's just work harder. Yeah. Like, no excuses, right? We got beat. They're the better team. They beat us up. We got beat. What can we do? We're not going to call in reinforcements. We're going to get better ourselves. And I, and I kind of think that's lost in today's game where it's like, yeah, you know, you, you got you to gotta just get better. Yeah, you just got to take your bumps and you got to yeah. like, just bounce back. I mean, what was it? You talked to Tim Grover. He's like, we're going right, going back to the gym. I'll see you tomorrow morning. That's what he said to him, right, after that game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're go you know we're going we're going to the gym. We're getting bigger. You know, you're gonna put on weight. You can't be the skinny guy driving to the hole anymore. You you gotta you gotta put some muscle on you. And you know, we our big guys got a body on boards and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, very rarely will I let my kids make any excuses. You know, it's it's kind of that same mentality that I've carried over with me. And 
Yeah. You know, as much as Coach Cobley's a huge influence, you know, everything I learned from MJ, you know, you, you kind of just take it. I live everyday life with it. So yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very true. It's got to be better one every day and work harder. Yeah. Work yeah. harder than if, the I, if I mess something up today, I just can't call a buddy to make sure that tomorrow we're better. No, I got I got to dig deep and find out how can I be better. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a. I know it's true. It's it's like that in work too. You just like you make a mistake, you can't blame it on someone else. You just gotta get better and you won't make that mistake again and make yourself exactly. better at your job. Mm -hmm. Amen, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's the name of the game right there. That's, that's, that's the game of life. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very true. Well, Eric, this has been awesome. I should say coach Kordakowski. Uh, no, man, it, it will always be Eric for you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I'm glad I got you on. I'm glad we were able to make this work out. Definitely have to get around basketball season. Uh, Absolutely, man. It'd be a pleasure to come back on. Like I said, I'll get coach, I'll get coach Brandon to come on and give you some insider information as the head coach of the basketball team. And yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, man, you know, I hope all the best to you. I think you got some great stuff coming and uh, um, keep up the good work, man. Appreciate it. And same to you. Good luck this season with everything that's going on. I, I'm like I said, like I mentioned, those kids are very lucky to have you just overall one of the nicest and Best person I ever known in my life. You're just such a always so personable, and you know Thanks, those kids. That. You're treating life lessons to those kids that they'll they'll hold on forever. And I think this is your year. This is your year. <laughs> all right, man. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it for you, brother. All right, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eric. We're taking. All right, you. Jeff. Man, it was a pleasure, man. Good luck with everything. All right, buddy. Hey, right, thanks you too. All right, bye bye. That was our interview with Coach Kordikowski. I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview with Coach Kordikowski. Should be a great season for them. Uh, I wish him the best of luck. Hopefully we can get him back on with everything that's going on with their season and maybe like we can do a playoffs preview with him, hopefully. But good luck with Coach Kordikowski in their season. On Thursday's episode, I will bring to you the head coach of women's soccer, Coach Jesse. A lot of fun talking to her and her about her career and her goals and outlooks on the upcoming season with the URI women's soccer team. A lot of fun talking to Coach Megan Jesse, and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I will see you on Thursday.